Right, hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. So today's episode is another solo effort, so you're stuck with just me. And I just want to talk about the power of planning. In my opinion, everybody's full of nice ideas. If I was to interview family, friends and, and gym goers in particular, and I said, would you like to lose a few pounds? They'd probably say yes. If I said, would you like to be a bit fitter, have better stamina, improve your health and confidence? They'd probably say yes. But something stands in the way. And that thing often is time or a perceived lack of time or somebody not utilising the time very well or somebody thinking that you've got to train every day or you've got to cook a fresh meal four times a day, whatever it is, something is stopping them and generally it's, it's a time issue. Now, for clients who listen to this, I repeat this one quite a lot and I make no apologies for repeating it. I, I just basically relate everything to being a plan issue. When I'm doing a check-in with a client and they turn around and say, oh, I really struggled to hit my protein. It's a planning issue. I really struggled to hit my steps, Liam. It's a planning issue. I didn't have time to train, Liam. It's a planning issue. You have got to prioritise tasks that are important to you. And one of the reasons I want, to, I want to talk about this is a lot of people that I work with in particular at least have office jobs or they have nine to fives, classic jobs or careers where it starts at a specific time, it ends at a specific time and we're sitting down for too long. I think pretty much all of us now, including me, we're sitting down too long throughout the day. And if you're like how I used to be and how I know a lot of my clients in the early days like this, where they almost get up at the last safe moment and you know they get to work just on time, whether it's in the kitchen or in the office or whatever it is, and they haven't done anything for themselves in the morning. And by that I mean cooked a meal, prepared a lunch, went for a walk, trained, did some yoga, had a stretch, had read a book, studied for a course, whatever it is that's important to them, they often haven't done. So the sleeping through the most important part of the day when life can't really get in the way, whether it's kids, dogs, partners, you know, your job, bosses, deadlines, clients, customers, whatever it is that's, that often gets in the way and becomes a barrier between you and your goals, that thing, in most cases, isn't around at 6am. It's not around at 7am or 8am in most cases. So why would you sleep on your goals? Why would you sleep through the only part of the day where you're in complete control, in a lot of cases? Uh, so, so for me, this is not a podcast where I'm going to try, encourage everyone to be in the 5am club. Like, it's amazing. And, you know, people who do that, they might feel like they're killing it, but they're often exhausted by 9 o'clock. I know because I'm doing that a lot right now. I don't get up at 5am because I absolutely love it. I get up at 5am because I train clients at 6. So it's something I need to do. And guess what? Once I'm up, I enjoy it. Once I'm awake, I enjoy it. And I feel better for it. I feel productive. It's a good way to start my day. It suits some people. It doesn't suit others. Now, a great book, I did a whole podcast on this book, uh, Why We Sleep by Dr. Matthew Walker. Brilliant read uh, for me personally. I'm a bit of a geek on that front. Changed the way I approach sleep and, and even business and coaching. It's really good. He described how some people are night arcs, night larks, and some people are, are morning, sorry, morning larks, and some people are night owls. And it's almost this predisposition to preferring a certain time 
So I've absolutely butchered that. But what I'm trying to say is I don't care what time you get up. And I say this a lot to clients as well. I don't care if you get up at 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 7 or even 9 a.m. What I care about is if you're struggling, if you're clearly struggling or not smashing it or not proud of your progress and you're getting in from work at 5 p.m., 6 p.m., 7 p.m., 8 p.m. and you can't be bothered training, and you're not proud of your efforts during the day, or you've not been productive outside of a work uh, environment, then you're missing the point. So why put all of your focus, it's a huge part of your life, on your job, and a tiny amount about your health? And I'm not just talking to clients, by the way, I'm talking to, to members of Powerhouse and, and people who follow me who listen to this. Like, you've got to put yourself first, maybe not your ultimate priority, especially if you've got kids or whatever, and your job pays your bills, I don't expect you to quit it, but your job shouldn't really get in the way of your progress. Your job isn't really a good excuse to struggle with your weight, your confidence, or your health. You just perceive it as an obstacle because you don't manage your time well. So today's podcast is all about the power of planning. And, you know, just to keep it honest, I really struggled in mid-November, December. I lost track of it all, to be honest. Obviously, it was an up-and-down year. Gyms were open, gyms were closed. I was doing outdoor PT. Uh, Powerhouse was back up and running briefly outside. Uh, the gym was open, and I was just all over the place. I was saying yes to everything when clients were trying to book me. and you know, I just said yes to everything. I was very busy, no structure to my days and weeks. And at the time, I didn't care because I was just happy to be back You know, coaching clients working on my business, training myself, not being trapped in the flat. So I just kind of said yes, and my plan went out the window. So what I was doing, I was doing what paid the bills effectively. I was coaching my clients, you know, I was doing my own training, sort of, as in I wasn't really pushing myself, I was just getting it done. I was ticking boxes on autopilot. But I wasn't doing the background stuff, so I wasn't like thinking bigger picture. I was procrastinating on, on, on business tasks. I wasn't doing my accounts. I wasn't, I don't know, creating content as well as I should have been or often as I should have been. I got sloppy with the podcasts. So thanks to those who pointed this out and reminded me that people do listen to it, which is surprising sometimes still. I appreciate it. So I basically got slopping, sloppy sorry, because I wasn't planning. So the things that were important to me weren't written down. So all I was doing was running around like a blue-ass fly, just just chasing time and I was struggling and nothing was really improving now I've snapped out of that thank god in January and I invested in a planner and you know just flicking through the planner now to remind me and the second it come through the door was buzzing so there's this cheesy stuff to some people you know success principles mission statements life principles physical standards daily affirmations I've not really filled in power quotes I've not really filled in but what's really powerful for me is just sitting and writing down my goals. Now, I know, obviously, you've probably got a laptop, you've probably got a phone. But to me, writing something down, I've got to sit and take time and there's less distractions. And I find it gives me clarity and I come up with a plan and I'm more creative. And more importantly, I stick to the bloody plan. So I'm skipping through it now just to talk about it specifically. So I've got my weekly schedule here when I'm coaching clients when I'm producing a podcast, when I'm creating content, when I'm reading. Uh, my girlfriend laughs at me, I've actually got when I'm gonna eat meals down. Uh, this sounds familiar, I get this quite a lot again from clients, and even my girlfriend does this quite a lot. 
like because you haven't got a meal time set aside, especially when working from home, you haven't set a meal time, so you just kind of think, oh, I'm hungry, I'll eat. Oh, I'm hungry, I'll eat. Oh, I'm hungry, I'll eat. And you end up having eight little feeding windows and loads of snacks. Or you get sucked into your work and you forget to eat and then you overeat at night or you binge at night or you get a takeaway. And again, it comes back to a planning issue. So, I mean, the one I've got is a bit of a business one. So I won't necessarily recommend it. It's very like fitness industry based, but it's got diet, it's got activity, it's got sleep, it's got brain dumps, it's got blocks of time, key outcomes, what I'm grateful for. And I have been so much more productive since I got this. But linking it more to PT and, and coaching and fitness now, I'm not asking you to buy a planner. I'm not asking you to buy a diary. I'm just asking you to prioritize yourself because a lot of people run around and, and they prioritize family, partners, dogs, kids, work, business, whatever it is, clients, customers. But often they haven't even blocked time out in the day when they're gonna go for a walk or when they're gonna train. And what happens is you become a passenger of your own day. And the day ends or the weekends and you haven't achieved X, Y, or Z, or you haven't done anything positive, and it can be disappointing. Uh, I know from a personal point of view, I get a bit, anxiety is probably a strong word, but I get a bit irritable and annoyed if I haven't done anything all day, or if I've had a bit of an unproductive day, I need to tick things off. And that's just my personality, and I'm not gonna kind of impose that on you, but that's just how I feel. And I know with clients on check-ins on Friday, you know, I ask certain questions on true coach, and I get, I get detailed answers back, and that's how I use that as a gauge to coach people. And some of the answers, people get a bit annoyed and frustrated because when they reflect on their week and answer the questions, they've realised they haven't achieved that much. And it's because the job was such a barrier. But if I ask them what time they got up, they'll probably say eight o'clock or half seven. And the reality is, it's not a major change to get up 30 minutes earlier and go for a walk. In that 30 minutes, you know, you're gonna get at least three or 4,000 steps off. Believe it or not, that doesn't sound like much but accumulate that over a month. That could easily be, I don't know, 100 to 200 calories, depending on the person, and how much you weigh and how fast you walk and stuff. But e even if it was a bit less, say 75 calories, multiply that over 31 days and do it every bloody day, ideally exceed it. Think how much difference that makes. So if I'm working with a client who, who can't be bothered to get the steps in, it can be disheartening because it doesn't matter how good I like to think I am or it, how good the facility is that I might work in or how enthusiastic the client is or how hard I push them during that hour. At the end of the day, the cold reality is that hour is just one hour out of your 24, out of your seven days, out of your 31 days of that month. So you've got to prioritize daily movement. You've got to prioritize the boring stuff like walking. And a lot, a lot of people don't and they struggle. And what happens is they're just hiring a person to make them jump through hoops. So you do the squats, you do the lunges, but you don't get the results. And the thing is, the reason why you reached out to a coach or joined your gym was because you wanted to see some progress, whether it's fitness, strength, fat loss, physique, however you want to word it, there was a spark and there was a reason. And I guarantee the reason was, oh, I just fancied doing some movement. I fancied doing some random exercises. I fancied just being shouted at or pushed really hard. Chances are you wanted something and maybe you like, you know, being told what to do and you like 
a program and you like being pushed but generally most people at least who I work with want some results and as good as training is I like to say it's the spark behind change for a lot of people I'm going to talk about fat loss for a second it's it's the spark but it's not the most important thing it's like the long game I always mention this one I say what think about the other side of fat loss like what's your physique going to look like how are you going to feel are you going to feel strong and confident will you like your shape and your physique and your muscles that's what training is and it's the spark that makes you eat better and it's the spark that makes you have better habits hopefully and it's the spark that might make you help you crowd some of your vices but it's not the main thing the main thing is whatever you do most whatever you do most is your, your other 23 hours when you're not with a coach on zoom or you're not with a coach in person or you're not in the gym it's those 23 hours that dictate your results so we're all walking around with the physique the health and the fitness in most cases at least that we deserve obviously if you're ill you're ill you know what i mean but a lot of it's our fault so the way i look is my fault my fitness is my fault so we've got to prioritize what matters to us and a lot of people don't so it's all well and good having a gym membership but what's the point if your habits are sloppy it's all well and good paying a pt but you'll get more value for money and better results and better satisfaction hopefully if you actually make a big effort with your habits and habits are built over time with consistency so silly little things like i'll suggest supplements or, or vitamins or you know daily action like walking to a client and often they just go that sounds like a good idea i'll nod i'll agree but i won't actually do it and the, and the mean well but the fish oils are in the back of the cupboard so the habits easy to forget about it's raining outside so the habits easy to forget about but make it non-negotiable stick it in the bloody diary going back to myself in november december i did struggle uh, i was hitting my step still but it was a bit forced i was doing them late at night or i'd have to go running or whatever it is to squeeze them in but that's only because it's become a habit if it isn't a habit you'll just chin it off so what i've done in january you know is you might say it's quite rigid and boring but i've literally got walk written down every day mid-morning so and it's all dependent on when i'm coaching but if it wasn't it would be in there every single day at the same time that might not be appropriate for you might not be possible for you based on your work life or family life but best case that is your best approach stick a time down 6am 7am 8am whatever it is do it daily so you're not waking up thinking oh shall i go for a walk is it nice outside i hope i accumulate this amount of steps throughout the day because it often doesn't happen and you get to 6 7 8 p.m after a long day or a stressful day and it often doesn't get done unless you're super motivated or you've got great habits or you really do associate walking with results which you should if the if the goal is fat loss so you've got to stick it in the diary again my girlfriend laughs at me i literally write down my meals uh, when i'm going to read when i'm going to walk and it's all in the diary and since i've done that in january like i say i've been super productive so you've got to stick it down in the diary you've got to make it a priority otherwise life will always give you 101 different ways to spend your time whether it's notifications on your phone on your laptop work emails dogs cats kids whatever it is something is always going to pop up and steal your time so if you're the kind of person who struggles and this is quite often i find office workers do struggle you've got to seize the day i know it's a bit cheesy but seize the morning 
get up early and get it done, then no matter what life throws at you, you've done something positive with regards to your goals. And again, I'm working with a lot of people in, in different jobs and, and different goals and different commitment levels. But if I, if I really do have a think about some of the people who are smashing it right now, I know for a fact they've trained, walked or had a nice breakfast in the morning. And if I look at some of the people who have struggled or they're doing okay, like I'm talking six out of 10, and I have these conversations with people personally, by the way, I don't have a leaderboard in my, in my flat, but these people are the ones who, who get up last safe moment and they're a passenger throughout the day and they have the same intentions as the other group but the end result is different and the end result is different because there was no scheduled time to train there was no scheduled time to walk there was no scheduled time to get the food shop in or to prepare a meal or to nip to Tesco's and make a good choice it was just floating through your day hoping to turn down chocolate hoping to not binge hoping to have time to train but then your work piles up or your stress piles up whatever it is and then you struggle so I really do encourage everyone who listens to this to plan your bloody days whether it's on your diary Google calendars your high performance planner what I've bought just just find some way of planning it like it really really does help and I see it as like you look at someone with a great physique or you look at someone with a great business or any company you would you admire if that's the right word or, or you look at as successful, chances are they do a lot of planning. Chances are they set goals and they have good systems and processes and structure. I don't think businesses just open and go, oh, I hope we do okay. I hope we're successful. I hope we make loads of money. I hope we keep our clients happy. I imagine there's a strategy. And just like fitness and fat loss, you should have a strategy. Now, people like to say, eat less, move more. And that's, that's a nice idea but you don't feel like moving after a long stressful day. You don't feel like eating less after a long stressful day. So your actions on an evening are often shocking if it gets to the end of the day and you're worn out and you've just been bombarded with Zoom or bombarded with, I don't know, your boss who you might not get on with. And then all you're gonna to wanna to seek is pleasure-seeking behaviors. So you're gonna want chocolate, cakes, biscuits, basically your vices. So it's all in your hands. You've just got to plan. You just got to get up earlier. You've got to make the most of your lunch breaks. You've got to squeeze it in. If it's truly important to you, stick it in your diary. And I said, like I say, I'm mostly talking to clients when I do these things, to be honest. But it's nice to know who's randomly listening to it. But from a client's perspective, you're going to get better value from money from your coaching. You're going to get better results if you make it a priority. So you book a PT session and it gets done because you don't want to cancel and you turn up. When it comes to your solo sessions or your walk, you just think, I hope it gets done. And it ends up being a nice idea. So it's helped me in the past. And the last thing I'll just say on that, please don't look at me as someone who just loves routine and all mixed forces. But this is something I've built over time. Naturally, I'm the kind of guy who likes to cuff things I'm quite easy going, I like to do things my own way, you know, make things up on the spot in some cases. I like to freestyle. I'm not a rigid planner. Because I think a lot of the pushback with planning and organization and routines is that it must be so boring and it must be so rigid. But I will change my plan if I'm going for a, I don't know, social distance walk with a friend, or if I want to read a bit longer, or if I want to train a bit later. My plan will change. But at, 
but at least I had a plan in place. Whereas you might think plan is restrictive, but when it comes to the end of the day, who gets more done? I like to think me in a lot of cases, and well done if, if not. So because I made a plan, I get more done. Doesn't make me perfect. But when you plan nothing, it's more than likely that you're not gonna be very productive. So it's something I see other coaches who are successful smashing. If you look at someone's physique, chances are they've got good system systems, good planning and good routines and habits. And the last thing I'll say is, if you really do hate planning, another thing you can fall back on is your habits and routines. You know, for me, you'll get sick of seeing it on Instagram, but I have pretty much Maggie's every morning, my spinach, my mushrooms, my onions, and I'm that boring, I'm that boring, I will have it every bloody day. You might want to do scrambled one day, poached the next, chili flakes one day, salt and pepper the next. But because I know what I'm having, I don't wake up and think, ooh, what shall I have? What do I have time for it to eat? What do I fancy eating? I don't reach for a lazy choice because it is a well-established habit and routine, but it never used to be. My next meal is normally oats. Sorry to bore you. I'm not suggesting you have to eat both of those meals, but again, it's, it's, a, it's a simple, quick meal that I can have without disrupting my work or my routines or my habits, and it gets done. And if I nail those two meals, it's kind of hard for me to overeat or drift too far backwards, even without counting calories, because I've nailed two of the most important meals, if you like, because those are the meals where I might have been in a rush, where it's during my working day and I need convenience. So if I nail those two meals, I know I'll do okay, if not great, because I've made two good choices. And I feel like that's where a lot of people go wrong. If I think of the clients I've worked with who struggle, they're the ones who want to get up last safe moment, or they don't want to plan any meals, or they don't want to plan any training. Your plan might not survive first contact, they used to say in the forces, but at least you've got one to fall back on. So yeah, probably a lot longer than I thought that would be, but I hope it was useful. As always, let me know if it is. If you change your habits and it really helps you get results, I do want to know about it. Otherwise, I feel like I talk to myself. Uh, I'm really hoping to get a good guest on the next episode, hopefully, if you can arrange your time. And it will be about supplements and we'll talk about them on a way, on a much higher level than I ever could, to be honest, because it's not my level of expertise or, or experience, if you like. And if not, or the one after, it will be a very cardio-heavy episode, specifically on running and how I've improved my running quite a lot. Because I think people see my times and go, oh, it's easy because he's a PT. He must have always been good. And trust me, that is not the case. Uh, so yeah, thanks for listening again. I hope that helps. Let me see some more planning, some better routines and some better habits. And hopefully you get some better results. <laughs>